Hey, Doc Holly Health here, your virtual physical therapist and fitness coach. You are in the right place if you want to talk about embodying your fitness lifestyle, healing body aches, injuries, and pains through movement, and harmonizing a positive mindset. Let's dive in. Hey, podcast. I am so excited for today's episode. I'm going to be chatting with what feels like a friend from social media, but really we're just talking for the first time. His name is Clint Hartwick, and he is a therapist. He's um, a base. He's been a baseball player. He's a surfer. He's an all-around just loving life guy. So I know you guys are really going to connect with his energy and get a lot of value from him. He's acting as a physical therapist assistant and a therapist graduating in a doctoral program in September, but he's already doing the thing and knows so much about therapy. And, you know, he is just somebody that I know I would connect with if I was in the patient's shoes. So I know he's doing great, great things. So I'm really excited for this conversation. So Clint, I'm going to toss it over to you. You can introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your journey getting here. Yeah, totally. Thanks for having me, by the way. This is awesome. Stoked. Um, a little bit about my journey. I guess um, it all depends on how we went about the process. College, I was an athlete. So being an athlete, it's one of those things that you have to learn how to time management really quickly. And one of those things you're doing chemistry labs, you know how undergrad goes, right? You're doing all these chemistry and prerequisites with physics and all these things to meet those uh, requirements to become a, a physical therapist. And, you know, time management was a big thing that I had to learn. It was doing labs at 11 p.m. and starting weightlifting at 5.30. And you just do that repeatedly. And then you learn what are, where are your priorities at or at, where are your goals at? Um, you know, is it the party scene or is it the athlete scene? Is it, can you do a little bit of both? Um, what requires you to get really good grades? What requires you to be able to take some time off for yourself? And, and uh, I think that was where I started to learn that process. So in undergrad, that's where I was. I went to Point Loma in San Diego as a student athlete. And then from there, I got drafted by the Baltimore Orioles as a shortstop, um, which is crazy because my junior year of college, I it was one of those things where I got hurt and I couldn't play my junior year. And that was like, usually in baseball, that's a big year um, as an athlete. Cause that's where you're possibly going to get drafted and we get to play professionally if you are at that level. So I came back my senior year and I was told, Oh, maybe, you know, maybe this might not be the route for you at this point in time. You already got hurt the year before, you know, post injury. It's just like a football player. It's like, if you had an ACL injury and then you try to go back, most of the time they're going to look at that as a, as a possible problem or is this person injury prone? Do we want to invest into this person, you know? So my senior year, I, uh, it was one of those things where I did really well and I was, I became like an all region shortstop player of the year and I got drafted. And it was just one of those things where like, you can do it. And, and, and you can, if you set your mind to something, you set yourself to goals when people have told you, you can't do these things. And those are just kind of words I live by. So then I went into the PTA program and uh, I got uh, at Loma Linda because I got denied from being a, in the DPT program. I got denied twice by the same academic advisor. 
And I went into the PTA program. He's like, okay, if you go into this program and you do well, then uh, this will be something that you can go into the DBT program. Obviously, that's the long-term goals. You want that complete autonomy, that diagnosing, uh, that eval, you know? And so I went and, and I, I got all academic honors, 4.0, you know, the whole deal. And I go back to him, I'm like, hey, can I get accepted into your program now? I did everything you told me you wanted me to do. You wanted me to prove myself into this program that I can hang with what you guys want. And he still looked at me and he told me, you don't have the right fit. I just don't think you're good for this program. I was like, dude, I, I told him straight up to his face. I was like, hey, you told me to go take these steps, you know, and, and, and because I don't want to go back. And the reason why it, it was kind of problematic was my, the only grade in undergrad was chemistry that I didn't do so well in. And I was like, well, what does chemistry have anything to do with PT? And he's like, oh, well, it's just a prerequisite do the PTA program and see if we can, if you can hang. And I was like, okay, if you want me to do that, I'll go that route and prove to you. So I did. And then I go back to him again for a third time. And he denied me. He's like, Oh no, you know, we just don't feel like you're a good fit after I've already set all the academic honors possible with getting all these references from all these teachers that actually teach in the DPT program. They're like, Hey, this guy's for real. Like let him in the program, you know? So I got denied. So I waited and then I got into the DPT program, which is a flex program. And that was like the biggest thing was for me was let's just keep pressing pedal to the metal. Now this allows me to work time and continue to, to um, advance my knowledge and skill set. And then that's what brought me here today. That's awesome. Something I really pick up from you is you're always looking at the bigger vision. You're designing your life, and I know that's something you say all the time, and I think that's really one of the biggest things that people are can get out of this, because even though you got injured and you were told many, many times that you couldn't do this, you couldn't do this, you couldn't do this, you were like, no, I'm doing this. I'm going to get over this obstacle every single time you have done it, and that's why you're here where you are today and helping people beyond what in my opinion, the nor normal therapist even helps with. And this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. So, you know, your vision, I can tell, is just going to do amazing things. And I know I'm talking super vaguely right now, and we're going to, like, dive into details and stuff. But I just think that's really important as a physical therapist because, yeah, we're going to have problems. We're going to have obstacles. That's physical therapy. And something that I have learned is like, okay, the bigger the blessing is always going to be the bigger the burden. And that's going to come up in all walks of life. As somebody getting into college, as somebody overcoming an injury, any type of goal or desire you have, you're only going to get there if you get over the obstacles that are in your way. And since you've been through a lot, and I know you have because I've been listening to your podcast and kind of diving through some of your stuff, you've been through a lot and you're like one of the happiest, best vibes that I see on my feed. So I know if I go to Clint's Instagram feed, like, I'm going to be uplifted. And that's really something that we should talk about because you've been through so much and your vibe is one of the highest you're always inspiring people, always motivating people, and educating people. So tell me a little bit about that, how you got to be such a positive person, and how you really built a brand about around that. Yeah, totally. I think like uh, one thing that's great that you brought up was like we, you always use the term we, 
And I, I feel like for all of us, like you're saying, oh, you go to my page and, and it's just like a positive influence and a positive vibe. And I think that's what like the physical therapy world needs in general is it doesn't need competition from our peers, which a lot of people take that mindset of like, oh, I need to drop the biggest brand or, oh, I need to have the most ortho clinics. What we're losing sight of sometimes is that this is a hundred percent a team game and a team atmosphere. You want to step in the ring and be comfortable in understanding that, Hey, like I want my teammate to succeed just as much as I want to succeed. And I, and I think in the PT frame and space, we want to lift each other up because we're dealing with a lot of situations and we're dealing with a lot of patient problems and a lot of circumstances. And for us to be all on the same team and to be able to collaborate and do all those things, that's where I think a positive influence comes about. And just taking that mindset into an environment where now we're in the physical therapy space We've all had problems. We've all had limitations. And that's why my biggest slogan is always like, um, do not let your circumstance define you, you define it. And what I totally mean by that is that we all come with different baggage, meaning different circumstances, different uh, areas that is going to either build resilience or not build resilience. And one of the biggest things that we can do to build resilience is knowing where you are going. And I feel like the role of a physical therapist isn't so much of just the objective measures that we're always taught of, hey, okay, they need to be able to walk 400 feet or someone needs to get back to playing catch. As a physical therapist from day one, someone walks in the door, we have to provide a vision for them to see what it means to be this longevity. And it, providing a vision ultimately provides a positive influence. And I feel like so many patients, so many people, if we look at what it means to be in this singular form of short-term goals only, and we're not providing these long-term goals, we're going to run into that same kind of counterproductive influence where we feel positive at times. And then we run into these kind of moments of like, Oh, is this my opportunity? Am I doing the right thing? Is this really meant for me? All of these reasons of self doubt come from, that notion of not seeing the true vision at the end. And I think having that vision and, and instilling that in people and instilling that in ourselves creates this positive influence that is radiating to everyone. Cause now people see that vision and they understand, okay, this person, no matter what's going on or no matter what journey or circumstance they've been given, they understand that this is a hundred percent a process. This is not the end result. There'll never be an end result. And with that, it kind of pushes us to be in this positive lens to have gratitude with each and every day and knowing that never one day is given to us. And for me, that's just something personal that I take with me and knowing, and I'm sure you see it all the time as well, that there is no one day for granted. We see people from bed bound to the highest, most elite athlete with just like a rotator cuff repair. And knowing that every person has their own circumstance and journey really gives a positive light that we're waking up to drive influence, to drive a vision for these people, not only for ourselves, but for those around us. For sure. So many golden nuggets there that I want to touch on. So abundance, right? Abundance is, it's available to everybody. If we all work to uplift each other. It's not about the, the competition between you and I. Totally. It's, we're more powerful if we can uplift each other and, and help each other out because there's enough for all of us. There really, really is. And 
we don't really get taught that. So I, I wish that we get taught that more, but it's about just spreading that message. It's, it's so, so important. And then we can use that uplifting energy to also help our patients. We can become lost as going from students to being therapists, we can become lost in, okay, what is my actual purpose in, hel in helping people? Is it to get them to walk 50 feet, like write that super specific goal we learned? Or is it to get them back to not only their life, but in a, their life in a way that they never even dreamed they could live? Because once you're injured and you're in these really, really tough positions, your mindset can just fall to such a low vibe and patients tend to forget that. And part of our role as physical therapists, which I think we're also not taught, is to bring that energy to them. 100%. So, yeah. So tell me more about when did you kind of hone in on this and know that you wanted to create a brand that exemplified all of this? Yeah. So great question. Growing up, my dad had myasthenia gravis. If people don't know what that is, that's when essentially there's a lack of acetylcholine that goes to the receptors. So meaning when someone tries to go walk like 10 feet out of bed, they became extremely tired, extremely fatigued. They have trouble just even swallowing. There's a 30% cure rate with that disease. Um, it's an autoimmune. And he luckily had that cure. But for several years growing up, as a kid, my first years of knowing my dad, I didn't even know if he could even get out of bed. He was in a hospital bed for most of the time. And luckily, he's obviously thriving. He plays golf with me all the time. But as a young kid, I've always learned from the very start that life is precious. Life is 100% a gift. We don't know when our last day will be. And then through that process and, 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 and just within myself, I've had multiple surgeries. I've had a life-threatening injury that sent me to um, the ICU where I spent seven days with like multiple monitors hooked up. I remember I was not to be super graphic, but I was just urinating blood. And I was like, look to myself and I was like, is this, is this it? Or is this, is this just a part of the process for me? And all of these little nuggets for me just demonstrated what it truly means to have empathy and compassion and understanding what it truly means to have a day, another day, another, another uh, gift. And uh, that's kind of what started my process of what really is positivity and what really is the meaning of life. And that, yeah, and that was this, the start of everything. So then I started understanding like everyone has their own gift. Everyone has their own journey and their own process. Um, and maybe for you, like I was explaining this to someone the other day, like you're going to come with a completely different set of gifts than I will. And someone else will come with a whole different set of gifts than me. And knowing that and being non-biased and, and, and sharing that, that thought to other people, that creates this level of lack of competition and creates this mindset of let's reach out to other people and understand what are they bringing to the table? Where are their gifts? Where are their strengths? And you're always looking through that lens. You're always looking at a positive influence instead of looking at someone and saying, oh my gosh, they have this amount of people looking at them or following them or they have this amount of influence on the world or or where are they at in time do they have five cars and five houses and all of these things and instead let's look at them and say what are they bringing to the table what are their strengths and what do i bring to the table and i think that's just having self-awareness um, and just understanding like really what is the meaning of life and having that positive lens. I think that drops a lot of attention to what are we truly looking at in this life frame. And uh, I think that's really huge. 
For sure. And we all have to do inner work. We all have to sit with ourselves. What do I want in life? What is my purpose? What drives me? What's going to be the big goal to get me over that hump? And it's going to be different for all of us, like you said. And sometimes, again, we get lost in, in what is my purpose? What, what's the bigger vision? Especially this year in 2020, a lot of us are having to self-inventory what we want and what drives us. So thank you for saying that and for sharing that with us and also building a community to share it from the top of your lungs. Absolutely. Yeah. So you have a a whole community behind body of you. Absolutely. What about that brand? Like that just is like, it inspires me so much that you have such a following really that, that, needs that they go because they need that every day so yeah, what does that support group look like yeah great i think so body of youth why i created it from the start was what does body of youth mean to me and when anyone starts anything there's always going to be conflict there's always going to be like criticism from friends and peers that's just the name of the game but truly knowing that vision and understanding of where you're headed just like anything creates resilience. So body of youth, why I created it and what, what that brand means to me is we as individuals, no matter how much we age, we are always looking for as to be as youthful as possible. So whether you're 65 years old, you can still try to be as youthful as possible. You can still be doing all the functional things that you want to do. If you're 22 years old and you just had an injury, let's get you back to that post 22, uh, pre 22 years old where you didn't have that injury. So you're always trying to sustain that body of youth in regards to making sure that we're staying as healthy and as functional as possible by putting our best step forward. And I just try to bring that to the people that are a part of my brand. And, and, and I just try to share as much as I can. And I told someone the other day, I, when I started it, I did not want to look at the objective measures of it all. We are so taught as athletes and therapists and school requirements that we should always be looking at the objective measures. How many A's do I have in the class? How well did I do on an exam? How many followers do I have in a brand? Does my brand successful because I have a lot of followers? All of these things are just objective measures. And to be honest with you, I never look at it. I hate it. it I, I don't, me and my wife, we sit on the same page. My, my wife has a pretty big influence in the teacher world. And the one thing we love to remind ourselves is no matter how big we get, there's no such thing as not letting a voice be heard. There's no such thing as being on a, a, a podcast or being in, a, in an arena that you feel more superior than the other. There is absolutely no such thing as that. And I want to remove that. And that's where Body of Youth came about. It's allowing people to be in this space of judge-free. It's allowing people to feel that they can be there and they can try to be the best they can be. And that's kind of why I started putting that brand out there and why people started resonating with it. Because it came from this zone like, look, we can be organic and we can provide this, this notion that it's okay to not be in the most successful place, quote unquote, to what everyone else thinks it is. Let's be in the most successful place for what we want to be in. And that's like happiness. We all yearn to be happy every single day. 
Let, why are we judging our happiness on a meter of how many followers we have or how big our brand is at this point of time? We know it's a process. We know where the end result is going because we have that long-term vision. Let's just enjoy it. Let's enjoy those moments for all that they're worth, that we get to connect with one new person a day or one new person that reaches out on a direct message or whatever it may be. This is where it needs to go. And I think a lot of people lose sight of that. And then that's where a lot of negativity comes into play. I'm feeling so inspired just listening to you talk about this. I love talking about this. I could all day. I think we're oh, all going awesome. to have joy too. So that's, that's really good. I love how you live in the moment. You take away the metrics and what society brings on us and live your life and help people. You totally. serve people every day. That's awesome. I love the teamwork you have, how you're sharing that again. And I love your approach to when you're working with me, that it's about the person. I read something you wrote that's like, no, I invest in people. And when I invest in people, I help them to be able to kind of lift some of those layers of society off. So how does that look like? Like, what kind of questions do you ask? What's, if I, let me back up a little bit. So Clint has some like one-on-one -on -one life sessions and I've been very intrigued by them. So Clint, could you tell us a little bit about those and how you invest in people in that way? Yeah, totally. So one of the things I wanted to do is obviously we all know with the virus and stuff going on, I wanted to expand into just offering other opportunities for people who might not have the opportunity to go down to their local PT clinic or to their personal trainer or to their nutritionist. And what I wanted to bring to the table was just giving a different lens to what it means to kind of live a healthy lifestyle. You know, I, I think so often we get so caught up again in the objective measures um, that we lose sight of really the big picture. And for myself, I provide and I help these people through one-on-one -on -one sessions. And I love to say help these people, meaning they're helping me at the same time. Because it's a process of walking together. It's not a process of walking in front. And that's something that we build together in a relationship on our one-on-one -on -one sessions. And what I give them is I give them this full life assessment that I created at the start. So right when they sign up, boom, they get this full assessment. And I just tell them, take as much time as you need. There isn't like this, okay, I need to schedule you the next day. Like take your time and fill out the assessment and answer it as organically as possible. And it goes into a lot of things. It goes into kind of what they're looking for. What goals do they have in mind? Is it someone that needs a lot of exercise or they're trying to create a level of motivation? Is it someone who needs like nutrition and, and understanding really what it means? Or is it someone who's just looking to be their next best self and needs all sorts of these different things? So with the assessment that I send, it allows them the opportunity to let's focus in on things that are your weaknesses, not your strengths. And I'm not sitting here saying that we can't focus on your strengths, but I know as an athlete, an ex-athlete, and, and same with you, that we don't really, the goal of everything isn't focusing on our strengths, it's focusing on our weaknesses and our weak spots, and that's our vulnerability, and that's where our roots need to be laid down, is in those moments of vulnerability. So what I do is I work with them in the areas that we see that need fixing, and that's why it's so one-on-one -on -one and so personal, is because that's kind of what I create is I create this opportunity and this, uh, this uh, arena and this environment for people to come on and, and kind of express what they need help in. And we just organically go through the process. 
And that's ultimately what it is. If they need nutrition and, and they feel like they're lacking in that, let's set up an area where we're not sitting there trying to hit the objective measures of what it means to count calories or to be in a specific environment of like, okay, I'm going to join Atkins or Whole30. That's not sustainable. That is absolutely not sustainable. There is no way that provides sustainability for someone. Let's focus on the lens of why we're maybe having trouble uh, why we're trying to go to those sugars and why we're trying to go to those sweets uh, at the end of the day. Why do we need that emotional um, upbringing? Because we know that a lot of uh, food is fueled to enhance uh, our mood and enhance all these things. So I attack it from a different lens than most. I, attend, I attack it from a subjective ma uh, matter in knowing that objectives will come with it. And it's a very different approach compared to most, but it has great success. And I use it in my everyday um, life personally, and I use it for um, my patients that I see. Um, I always say the objective measures is what we're going to uh, work towards in a long-term setting, but my short-term goals for you is 100% subjective. And uh, just having that vision and instilling that in people and, and them knowing where we're headed Objective measures always come. Results always come. That's the last thing I stress about. I know I already told you following and all branding and all marketing and all of these things. That's the last thing I stress about. I know that'll get there. I know the persistence and consistency will always be there. Let's focus on why we're really doing it. Let's focus on what we really need to pay attention to, the weaknesses that we bring to the table. And let's just manufacture and sharpen those tools. So now you have a person walking around who's capable of teaching other people, who's capable of of passing the torch. And that's ultimately what I do. I resonate with that so much. And in my opinion, I think therapy really needs to go this way because a lot of therapists can become washed up and not really care about, I mean, I'm not trying to stereotype the, the profession, but there tends to be a trend where therapists get in situations where they have to deal with three to five patients at a time and they just, get kind of washed out and forget the mission behind it. So the mission is about the person and it's about fully helping them, building a relationship and using every ounce of what we know to be able to help them. That's why I really like the format of your sessions, how you really ask questions, under, listen, but listen to understand and take them through what they need. That's what this is about. and. That's, that's a vision that I hope just in, gets instilled in a lot, a lot of people and a lot of therapists. I hope they're like, okay, now I remember why. Like, now I remember why. Like, I'm going to take some of this stuff and run with it. So what would you, like, what would your advice be to another physical therapist who can kind of take some of what you do and implement it in the clinic? So I think you said it earlier, and I'm just going to just hit it one more time on the head. It's listening, but there's two forms of listening, right? Um, one of my biggest mentors, actually, um, he's an amazing guy and he's done everything. He's been the head um, uh, Broncos doctor uh, for physical therapy for like 16 years. He's been like the head leader of multiple universities running their entire programs. And one of the biggest things uh, he's always leaned into me was Clint, don't listen to the patient, listen with intent, meaning let them understand and know that you're coming from this place of wanting to help. Don't just listen and brush off specific aspects that might be 
um, for them, psychosocial um, disturbances or problems. And if we're just listening and we're kind of grazing through the material and saying, okay, what really is important, right? In school, they're talking about, well, just don't really focus on pain, focus on dysfunction. Yes, that's great for the objective the objective measure of it all of we're regaining range of motion and improving form and function, but it's listening with an intent and saying, okay, why is this person coming to me in the first place? Why are they here? What's going on? And letting their voice be the one that's leading and dictating treatment. We're all that's, and that's where flexibility comes in. If we're the one coming in and we know, okay, it's another total knee replacement. It's going to be the same thing, same protocol, gain range of motion, ice, soft tissue, get the swelling out, restore. If we're doing that with the same person over and over again, we're really truly not treating the patient. We're truly, we're treating just the, the impairment or dysfunction. And that's when people feel lost. That's when it feels like it's a mill of just five people coming in, treating five people for five minutes at a time and setting off, sending them off to the aid. We're treating human life. So um, when people feel burnt out in treatment and they feel like they're doing the same thing over and over again, I highly recommend to start looking at the whole person of treatment and stop looking at the, the specific dysfunction because we get total knees all the time. You see a, probably a ton of total knees. Um, if you're, you treat them very similarly, but then let's go another branch further. Let's see, why are they having a total knee? Is it because we already know that there's a large uh, degree of weight and obesity that is involved with joint osteoarthritis? Can we help them uh, manufacture a lifestyle habits that can improve that total need for longevity amongst working on gaining their range of motion? Can we work on dietary habits and lifestyle modifications? Can we learn about swimming techniques and low joint loads with biking and talking about these things and seeing what hobbies they like to do and influence that in a degree that provides longevity for the patient? And we will never be burnt out if we go with that lens and that scope because every day is a new day. Even if the treatment or the protocol is very similar, we're looking at it from a different lens. So burnout is non-existent because we're advancing our skill set as a therapist. We're advancing our patient's skill set, uh, both subjectively and objectively, and every person's different. And I think that's what provides longevity in a treatment realm. That's what provides a positive atmosphere for healing for the patient and the therapist. And that's what provides uh, um, overall great success, in my opinion. Yeah, I love how you keep saying to look at it from that lens. Lens is such a good word to describe it. And that should be, really be what you check in with. I think every person who's working with people needs to check in with themselves at the beginning of the day. Where's my mindset at? Where's my lens today? Because when we walk every day with that attitude, it can make a big difference in someone's life and also keep us passionate about the profession. So I love that. And I can tell that you're somebody who's passionate about helping all people in all walks of life, which is such a skill and not many people have that. I'm curious to know what is, if you had a niche, like what, what is your ideal client? Do you have one? Like where's your head at with once you're done and, and with school, where, what kind of clients do you want to work with? You know, I, I, I have several friends that reach out and ask me that question all the time. And, uh, the reason why I don't look everyone in the marketing space and in the branding space always say, find your niche, right? Find your niche. What do you bring to the table? Yeah. And, uh, for me, I've always been out of the box my whole life, just like yourself. 
I don't find a specific niche because for me, I don't want to be limited to a specialty. Um, and someone in my friend reached out to me. She's like, well, what are like the five pillars, right? Like neuro, wound healing, orthopedics, right? All of these different things. She's like, do you feel like you could be the best at every single one of those things? And I replied back, well, if you look at an athlete, the best athletes, the superstars of superstars, let's just use baseball because that's what I'm most familiar with. If we look at Mike Trout, we know that that guy is, I always call it a five-tool player. And a five-tool player means that they have a great arm, they have great speed, they have great power, and they have all of these things that they bring to the table that makes them a five-tool player. That's why they are the best athlete. That's why they are getting paid the most. And um, I look at physical therapy in that same lens. There's no such thing as boredom when we are always progressing to be a five-tool player. And that's where my mindset comes is I don't want to be a specific niche where I can say, okay, I'm only seeing total knees, ACLs, soccer athlete. I want to be able to treat the soccer athlete, baseball athlete comes in, let's do rotator cuff. From there, let's do a bed bound patient. From there, let's do an ICU patient. Let's do a neuro patient with Parkinson's. Um, let's, let's act big. And for you, you know, you know what I'm talking about with, um, for Parkinson's. It's knowing all these different areas of treatment. And for me, that's what I pride myself on is not being niche and being able to morph in any environment and having that education background where I can zone in on any discussion at any time, any place. And that's why people always have checked in with me and have always like, dude, why have you never taken a note in school? Why don't you ever write notes down? Why, don't, why are you just sitting there in class? I don't bring computers, pens, I bring nothing. And people are like, dude, what are you doing? I said, I'm here for the purpose and the sole intent to learn and store. And that's what I bring. That's, that's my whole focus is learning an environment where I know I can take that knowledge and just apply it right when I walk into a room. Our biggest tool is our ability to be able to walk into any room and provide our purpose. And that comes with knowing being a full scope of practice. And, and that's what I take pride in is not being so niche or niche, however you want to pronounce it, and being more global so I can fit in any realm. If we want to talk about glycolysis and creatine phosphate, or we want to talk about uh, bed mobility for someone who's max assist, let's talk about it. I'm ready anytime, any day. And that's what I take pride in the most. And that's what gets me honestly fired up. That's why I'm always reading. I'm always researching because I'm working on my weaknesses. Like I said, from the beginning, I really, I rarely go into orthopedics much anymore because that's just such an easy tool for me to jump into. Like that comes second nature. So I spent a lot of time in cardiopulm. I spent a lot of time in neuro and wound healing and, and peds and all these areas that maybe aren't my first interest. And I try not to look at them from a PT level. I really, I rarely study physical therapy material. I know that sounds crazy, but I really dive into uh, medication and pharmacology and more of an MD scope of practice because I want to be able to walk in and hold a conversation with anyone at any time. And that's kind of where my lens goes. So that's, that's kind of how body of youth is. It's very non-niche and we can meet you anywhere any space that you're at, I want to be able to have the tools to meet you there. And that's, that's why I like that, that source. And 
some people in branding would be like, Oh, that's maybe not the best idea, but I can tell you it's worked out thus far. And that's kind of my, my lens. Wow. I'm fired up. That is incredible. <laughs> and people, like he's making it sound so easy, but it's not to have to know all these fields in such detail is work. Like that's it's work. hundred <laughs> percent. It's so much work. It's so, so much work. But when we're passionate about something, just like you said, when we're free, stoked on the process, that passion seeps through. It's Sunday at 5 p.m. and we just had dinner. We're like, you know what? I want to dive into a little bit of material on why MS is being so pronounced in a geographical form. Why is, why are, and I'm just someone who loves the why. I just want to know why. When I don't know the why, I know one of my patients will be suffering at some point when I come across them. So knowing, knowing the why to every pathology, every illness, every dysfunction really fires me up. So just like you said. Yeah, I definitely am learning from you as we speak. Taking, I'm someone who's jotting down notes like crazy. I'm opposite, but that's really really cool. I love I love to hear that about you. That's a really fun fact. So, how do you keep your mindset like upbeat all the time? Do you have a morning routine? Like any rituals that you do to stay in this energy? Um. So this is another aspect, right? I talk about variability a lot in my one-on-one sessions with people. And this is where variability comes into play. If we are not making a decision for ourselves, and we're following the same pattern every single day, right? Patterns are great. Organization is great. But at the end of the day, if we don't have a decision on our variability, what we want to do, how we want to go about doing things, we will run into this rut. We will have that lack of progression. Um, so for myself, I do what my body feels like it needs on that day. I don't follow any specific exercise program. I don't follow any specific routine. If the waves are good, I'll go surf. If the waves aren't good, I will go lift. If I don't feel like lifting body sore, I will go run. I will go row. I will go kayak. So, and this creates that stimulus of variability. It keeps you always on your toes. How can you progress in the next form? I want to try to be as good as I possibly can be. In kayaking, I want to try to be as best as I possibly can be in going for a run. How can I narrow, narrow my time down? How can I um, progress my strengthening and exercise load? And variability is crucial. It's just like my like studying habits, right? There's no niche. It's, it's the same thing. So I don't have a specific routine. I kind of go with what my body's telling me, and that allows me to stay upbeat and keep that energy every day. Cause you're always looking for that variability if that makes sense yeah i think that's really cool and and it's a really good reminder to me and i know it will be to so much of our audience that our days don't have to like you don't have to do the same thing every day like i get caught up in one thing i'm like i want to be the best at weightlifting so i'm going to do it every day even if i don't want to and why like <laughs> what's the point the problem yeah. Like overall, in the end of the day, I know I'm going to work out. I know I'm going to reach goals and go through phases in life. So just taking it day by day about the experience, about having joy, and the like you said, the rest will follow. The outcomes will be there. 100%. That's so cool. Tell me about like, what do you see? Like what experiences are you looking forward to in the next, whatever you want to say. Tell me what, what are you looking forward to right now? So I always, like, I just spoke with, uh, I saw a massage therapist three days ago because he was having back trouble issues. He kind of had this lateral lean. So he called me and he's like, Hey, I need you to see me. I, I kind of don't really know where I should be loading in the right areas. 
what's what fires me up is asking people about their strengths so going to him and saying how what do you feel like you bring to the table and he left me with this great quote a couple days ago he's like you know i don't use soft tissue thinking like i'm changing all these myofascial restrictions he says i use soft tissue to teach people how to relax and improve their body and for me, it came from this perspective where like for us, you know, there's so much, there's so much limited research in soft tissue of like, are we really progressing or not? This gave me this lens of like, wow, I learned something new today. Maybe I'm not sitting there trying to change all these different adhesions and, and, and trigger points, like just spending hours at a time because that's not my scope is like sitting there for hours doing soft tissue work, whereas there's some manual therapists out there that are just crushing that every day, which that's to power to them and that's their vibe but for me i just needed a different lens of understanding where what am i truly doing here and understand how he hit me with that you know i'm there to teach them how to relax their body to teach them how to restore their ans now i've pulled that and i've put that in my toolbox and now i'm looking at and for my chronic back pain patients how can we restore that relaxation reduce that hypersensitivity um, through simple ANS techniques, which sometimes we might graze over a little bit and say, Hey, let's just get straight to trying to move as quick as possible. Why don't we teach them how to restore and relax, um, with passive modalities at the very beginning and then, and progress as per usual, and maybe not skipping that all the time for those people that are super hypersensitive. Maybe there is a rhyme and a reason, um, to those areas. So what gets me fired up is learning something new from every single person. So I was going to ask you, is there anything that you want to teach me today? Um, because I ask every single person I come across, I know it's a loaded question, but if there's one thing that you feel like you could teach me, I'd love to hear it because I ask every single person I come across that exact question. I get fired up on learning, as you know, but most importantly, I love learning from the source. I love learning from people's strengths. And I believe you have a ton of them through everything that you've already done thus far with where you're going and how you're treating your back patients, people, and all of these different areas of your treatment approach. What is something that you feel like is one of your biggest strengths and what can you teach me today? Ooh, this is fun. I love this. <laughs> So what I've really been doing a lot of lately is what you, what you, we've been talking about goal setting. So every day it's a part of my morning routine. What I do is I write down three goals for the day, three things I want to do by the end of the day. Normally I I've set myself to just too high standards and I'm like okay I have 10 to 15 things I want to do today but I've really stepped back and limited myself to three and then I write down three goals as if I've already done them so I'm so like for example I'm so happy that I had a great uh, podcast session with Clint we were able to have a really good conversation and help a lot of people and that one person that needed to hear it heard it so like I would say that before we had our podcast to really set the tone and the vision for what it's going to be. So I do that for my, what I have going on throughout the day so I can really start to make that vision clear and also keep me motivated and passionate about the work I'm doing on a daily basis. So I think that that goal setting process has really been big for me and I've 
been helping a lot of my patients. I specialize in back patients, like you said. So a lot of them really do get down in the dumps. And so I help them with a lot of mindset work. And that's one thing that's really made a difference for a lot of people. And really going through affirmations, journaling practices. So much of that inner work is is what I really have been doing a lot of lately. And hopefully that is helpful. <laughs> oh yeah, that's awesome. I think inner work is so crucial, right? Having that self-awareness, especially in our chronic community, we know there's a lot of psychosocial factors. We've done endless studies on that process. That pain is so not objective and it is subjective. And every person presents differently. I think you nailed it. It's like, I'm gonna take away from this is maybe sometimes in our, in our chronic back uh, patients, providing that, like we have always talked about that long-term goal, but providing the long-term goal answered before we start gives them the opportunity to try to reach that goal and stay motivated. I'm definitely taking that nugget for sure. So many nuggets this episode. Is there anything you would like to add before we kind of tell the audience how to contact and get in touch with you? No, I feel like we kind of hit a lot of areas in a short amount of time, but I like I said, you've done a great job and thanks for having me on here. Thank you so much for coming. I know we could probably talk for hours about this stuff, but Clint, how do we get a hold of you? What are you offering right now? And tell us all the details. I'll drop the links in the show notes too. Oh, nice. Yeah, you can find me on different platforms, podcast, uh, TikTok, and uh, Instagram. And you can reach out any way, any form throughout those. Um, it's just Body of Youth all one word. So body of youth. And that's my username for everything. So it's not too hard to find me. I use the same username, same brand for everything, every place. And what I offer, especially for the online community is exactly what we were talking about earlier is just that one-on-one -on -one full lifestyle um, development and understanding that it is okay to have variability within a program. We can still meet objective measures, but I meet them in a very different uh, state and lens and providing goals and, and we see great results and that's kind of where we're at it's 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 a not a one-size-fits-all and uh, it's not niche that's i can tell you that <laughs> i encourage anybody who vibes and and really connects with clint to check that out body of youth no spaces i'll drop it in the show notes thank you for listening go ahead and take a screenshot of this episode Put it on your stories and tag us. Tell us what resonates. Love you guys. Hey, I hope you got so much from that episode with Clint. I know you did. So many knowledge bombs there. I'm so excited because this week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, this is going to be June 23rd through 25th, I'm hosting an entirely free mini course on chronic back pain relief guys we're going to be talking about what it means to have your pain become chronic what you can actually do about it and then how we can integrate a system into your life so that you don't have that reoccurring pain i want you to walk into your freedom of life this is more about you living your best life so let me help you out it's totally free i'm pouring my heart and soul into it that link is gonna be in the show notes and go ahead and send me a dm if you just want to say hi on instagram at doc holly health i'm there for you and i'm so excited to just 
give you so much value there. So if you do suffer from back pain, this really is for you. And can't wait to help you out. Can't wait to support you. You don't have to be in pain forever. Pain is an experience. And I want to walk you out of that. So go ahead and sign right up. It's going to be so worth it, guys.